0: Hello. Welcome to the mama's den. This is Cody.
1: Hi, this is Ashley Chia. (laughs) (laughs) With her soprano
2: voice.
3: Hey, this is Melanie
1: Fiona. Hello, this is Felicia Latour.
4: And we are the, the Mama's, Mama's Dan. Dan. That's we're so horny. Our we're dance, never gonna
1: dance dance. it again.
3: <laughs> so we have like the specialist of special specialist. guests. Yes,
1: specialist.
3: The specialist in all in all forms oh, of the stuff. Oh, it's words. a double entendre. Yeah. She's the specialist of specialists of yes. special guests. I yes. I love
1: that for you.
3: Yes.
0: Oh, we're just gonna stand Kim Durden today because Woo! he's amazing. <laughs> She and her partner yes. Allegra Hill own a black-owned birth center. Now, I want—I always like mess it up. Is it like the only black-owned birth center in California, or like the country?
2: <laughs> That's a really good question. It's the only black-owned birth center in Los, in Los Angeles, Angeles right now. We're not okay. the first, okay. but we are the only currently black-owned um, birth center. Uh, in, I'm going to say in Southern California, I know that there are black as a beautiful black midwifery community up mm-hmm. in o- uh, the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if there's a birth center up there. So I'll just sense keep sense. it clean. Well, Los I'm Angeles, sure.
0: you're very fortunate. Wait, we, I have one amazing. important
1: question before we go. When I saw you, uh, <laughs> what, what did we go to? with we Elaine, to the Bobby was, event with Elaine Walter. There was yes. only one thing that was throwing me the whole time. I did not know it's midwifery. Yes. I thought it was midwifery. Yes, <laughs> how are you a midwife but it's whiffery mm-hmm. I don't know it's so the English um, word? the English just, just, language English 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 like, in like, shame okay. it however it wants I'm like so is it a midwife? <laughs> <laughs>
2: if, if if we lost the E you said midwifery we we would know what you were talking yes. about I know but you don't want to say, say the right that. word yeah okay. it's midwifery <laughs> whatever like it's English but that said that Everybody doesn't call what we do midwifery Mm. or midwife. Uh, Different cultures, different countries, different languages have different names for women that do what we want. As a matter of fact, I was talking to someone recently and they were saying, oh, and, you know, France and in like West Africa – we call midwives sage femme, which means wise woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. And then also what I thought was interesting is my indigenous midwife sisters say that in the indigenous, indigenous folks of this land, you know, Native American folks of this land, that they don't have a name for a midwife. Like there is no name for call midwife. Birth, There's child. only a name for the place where you give birth, oh. but not the person that's attending. So, oh, that's mm, interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Because it's birth. Mm-hmm. Right, mm. right. It's the process. Right, wow. it's what's necessary. It's, it's just it is. You're just I'm there. Here for yeah. It. yeah, yeah. That's I love that. I love that.
0: Um, so you know, a we brought you because you just are like amazing and wonderful, and we just love being. Let's also talk about how many children do you have? <laughs>
2: right, and their ages. I, um, I have six children. Six, or half a dozen. <laughs> Woo! Half, a dozen, you kids, kids, half
3: a dozen oh my kids. Gosh. Ashley, somebody got
2: you. Beat. I'm about to say I you on know, your way. You. You're close, Ashley. No, I'm not. You're very close, Ashley. You're two-thirds of the way there. <laughs> no, I, I don't receive that. But you look bomb <laughs> beautiful to be having
1: six kids oh, too. Thank you. You're thank welcome, you.
2: Girl. But um, I have six kids. I have five grandkids now, which is Aww. super amazing and fun. And like that's even more like next level. Mm-hmm. And my grandson was hanging out this weekend with me. And it's just like sometimes I'm like, you my grandson. <laughs> you know, you like... Oh, you're like- I didn't even birth you but you're still kind of like my son yeah. yeah, you know it's like you get like these kids that you didn't have to give birth to yeah. but they're still your kids That's, yeah, you know beautiful. it's deep yeah, know? it is deep and my, and mom,
3: beautiful. my mom always says that grandkids are the best she said if I'd have known grandchildren were so much fun I would have had them first
2: <laughs> for real and you know what else it's like the funny thing is like sometimes I get in trouble for the lack of like parenting that I do I with was my about grandkids to say I'm like
4: do you get in trouble oh my
2: god I get in trouble because like Kind of like I don't know who's going to be watching this. Well, they already know because I'm in trouble. Um, They're like, Mom, can you like supervise Mm -hmm. my kid when they're at your house? And I'm like, They're fine. Yeah, they they are happy. They're doing what they want to do. And they're like, Yeah, and like, can they eat some meals instead of just like junk food or candy? (laughs) Which I would never do that with my kids. Yeah, of course. But with them, it's so crazy. It's like I just want it's a compulsion. I just want them to have a safe space to just. Just hang out, right? Doesn't everyone need that? Like a place where you go and you're just like, I love it there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I like when my grandson was over this weekend, I was like the next day after he slept over the first night and then turned into two nights, which is fine with me. He was wearing the same clothing. And I was about to bring him back to his parents' house. And I'm like, dude, you're about to get me in trouble. I need you to take a shower. Can you take a shower? Did you brush your teeth before you go back home? Right, Judah, you're about to get me in trouble. He's like, Noni. Noni, um, you don't I, this is, I sometimes wear my clothes like overnight until the next day. I'm like, I know, but this is not cool for like when not I take you back my to your much. house. <laughs> right. and you haven't brushed your teeth and you haven't changed your clothes. You gonna get me in trouble. Right. He's like, he's like but it's fine.
3: Do you feel like you... Are this way, like you you're more relaxed because you realize that like some of the things that we tend to stress over as parents yeah. are not that important in the grand scheme of things totally. so That's such a great question. You feel yeah, like I mean. the you you have like you've you've you take away that pressure we felt as like when you're first time parent to <sighs> give that ease to yourself and your grandchildren in with that relationship. Thank you
2: for asking that question because if anything, since you know I'm older, Ooh, ooh. then y'all oh, then oh, oh, don't, y'all, y'all mean, me the don't look, look at me y'all gave me the soft chair you're doing this to yourself to this y'all gave me the soft chair to protect my bones and my muscles and aging we are being respectful what, I did. I did. what I'm here to tell y'all is like really like if that is like something that I can like gift y'all and gift yeah. anybody who's listening is like we be stressing too much mm. my to answer your question my kids ages are 31 mm-hmm. 28 soon to be 29 Twenty. Uh, what's that? One other one's mm-hmm. ages. It's always the third. <laughs> no, Twenty-five. <time. laughs> Twenty-five. Uh, twenty-two. Eighteen. Mm-hmm. And my youngest is eleven. Wow. I had, you had her. Eleven-year-old. My eleven-year-old. I had at home when I was forty-six years old. Wow. Don't wow. let anybody That's tell amazing. you it can't be. So, what? 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 I have a question. Wait. 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 Now. Was, yes. Yes, darling.
0: Because she's eleven, and yeah. Judah is. Ten. Your grandson is ten.
2: ten. Yeah. So I want to know. Yeah. How do you parent? Right. Oh. the parent grandparent. Well, that's what like, I was going to say. Yes. Yeah. Like with my youngest, who's eleven. Also, she's unschooled. Mm-hmm. Right. Has been unschooled. Like the child don't know nothing for school. <laughs> she, her school is what we're learning together. What yeah. she learns on her own, and that's a whole nother topic. But mm-hmm. I'm. Oh my gosh, I'm fascinated. Very cool. relaxed with her.
1: Mmm. Yeah. So, so she like can wear she can kids, wear her clothes for two days were your straight. Where other kids, uns-
2: <laughs> pretty much. What did were you your say? other kids unschooled as well? Honestly, I always wanted to homeschool my kids, but I had a lot of kids, and when they're all little, mm-hmm. that was just. It's overwhelming. Like, we need a school for you yeah. because I'm about to lose my mind. Mm-hmm. But as they got older, like they were all able to come out or supplement their education in some way or form that was like homeschooled or independent study or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Okay. And so um, my youngest two, my number five child and my number six child are actually homeschooled, you know, the last they've been homeschooled for quite some time. So my number five child is in college this year. But in his last two years of high school, he was homeschooled mm-hmm. and he decided to come out. I was encouraging him to come out of school and he decided to come out right before the pandemic. And so it like worked out perfectly mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because,
1: you know, when you say come out of school, you mean leave like the public school system yes, and become homeschooled. Leave okay. Yeah, that's what I I it. homeschool my kids. I've always homeschooled. It's all Wonderful. Of them. I was homeschooled. Yeah. Oh, that's
2: awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love, I love it. it.
1: I love it too. It's I hard. It. But when you said like trying to homeschool them all together, I actually hired someone Oh, yeah. This year to help me yeah. from like 10 to 1, but she's still like doing my curriculum. But I had a baby and I was like, yeah, nah. Yeah, no. This is like my brain can't. Function it doesn't. Anymore. Yeah. And
2: I'm not able to like sit down with my youngest or even my high schooler. He was in a program. So he was very like independently driven. He mm-hmm. couldn't handle his stuff. And that was wonderful. My youngest is very much like, these kids are the kids of tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are not the kids of now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have to step out of the way and understand like, like, they got this. Right. Yeah. They got this in such a way that we just... A thousand percent. It, right? And mm-hmm. also, like, I don't have to worry about what the school's teaching, mm. what... I mean, I mostly have to worry about what they're looking at online. Girl. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> <Definitely. laughs> it's There's almost that. easier to monitor <laughs> yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's in my house. I don't have to go down, make an appointment, talk, try to convince, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like... We're in control, and she's in control of yeah. what she wants to learn, and she's teaching me new things every day. You know, she probably got it off TikTok, but <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's so interesting to hear. I, I, Kim, I've known you for a while now. I did not know you had an
2: eleven-year-old. Yeah. So, just wow. saying that, also, my parenting with her, and I think even her siblings, you know, sometimes are like, well, Ooh, you can let us get away with that, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's just different even from the oldest who's 31 my daughter yanni who's f- friends with cody and all I of met that The other day yes she's so beautiful she's so she's amazing she's yeah so and she has four great. kids she has four kids mm-hmm. yeah she's four wow. out of the five or her and bobby's your tribe is so beautiful
3: yeah it's like so Thank you. so rich in Thank in, you. in in and even just meeting your brother yes. and like then meeting your daughter and i met your mom yes. oh I know she's beautiful. Oh, Selma, Miss Selma
2: her so much. I mean, she,
3: she, she told me she would pray for my children. She, I showed her a picture of them and she was like, I will pray for your children. <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh, she's so sweet. And, um, it's, and to that, I, I would love to like, for you to share, this makes a lot of sense. I think for your legacy of not what you have built personally, but professionally, mm. because your, your purpose and passion for birth and women and what that experience is has affected literally all of us here. Mm. We're aware of your work. You helped me find my last birthing team. You delivered Cody's babies. I didn't deliver. Cody. Oh, you Del- did it. Cody delivered her. Well, babies. okay. Well, right. <laughs> Cody, you did that, that is your relationship. Yes. So it, it's so like, I want to know. And, and at, and at that event with the Bobby event, you shared how you discovered that you wanted to be in, birth care right mm-hmm. so tell please share that story because I think it's so beautiful that this just was, was it I don't know this no, was no, it we changes from the magazine. Day, day honestly you were looking through the
2: magazine oh yeah oh, yes yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. and your cousin I believe is your cousin who had just passed away your aunt. well looking through the magazine and seeing an image of a black midwife of the south when mm-hmm. the person that I saw was Maud Collin mm-hmm. if you want to look her up um they did a life, someone did a life magazine um, story on her. And I looked at that when I was a child and sitting in my grandmother's living room because all there was to read, right? And I don't know about y'all's grandma, but my grandma was, I read grandpa. I had Reader's Digest. That, that was there too. <laughs> Time Magazine. I never read that. that National boring. Geographic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a few National Geographic. We had Life. Life. We yeah. had Ebony. We had Jet. Mm-hmm. And in Life Magazine, I happened upon, you know, this story, I saw this beautiful black woman elder taking care of her community and it really struck me like oh you know and I, I kinda like in- intuitively understood that oh what a midwife was like I don't know how I understood that but somehow mm-hmm. I always knew like there was these older these ladies, right? Mm-hmm. These wise women that would that helped you deliver your baby. And so I was a kid and then I saw a Life magazine and so it kind of cemented it for me. And so I knew eventually like oh yeah well that's how I'm gonna have my babies mm-hmm. right um but um in terms of um coming to midwifery myself um well th- there was another story that your cousin my cousin, you had a cousin. my cousin passed away mm-hmm. i was i already had kids then so now i'm a, an adult oh wow and it already i think i was probably i had 3 kids going on number 4 when my cousin who was a little bit younger than me um you know i got the news i knew she was pregnant mm-hmm. i was living in virginia she was living in jersey and again i'm i'm just expecting to get my aunties are calling me because they're telling me some great news right right like, she had the baby right and i mean they were calling me to tell me that and they were also calling me to tell me that she she died 2 weeks mm. after mm. so that i honestly i was already doing birth work at that mm-hmm. time And no one was talking about maternal mortality at that time for black women. Mm -hmm. And I was just talking to a a woman today who was interviewing to come into care with um, our business, Kindred Space L.A. And she was talking about, you know, I probably can share this, that she was interviewing to come into care with us. She's a pregnant person. And she said that she just lost her cousin in childbirth Mm -hmm. and that, you know, she's um, so afraid Um, And it was funny because I had already put on this shirt. Mm -hmm. And if you can see it. It says, Black
3: Black Birthing Joy is your birthright. Mm -hmm. Right, That is what the shirt says. And this
2: shirt was sent to me by my friend uh, Kimberly Sears Allers. Okay, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to represent what she's doing Mm -hmm. um, and and uplift her because this is also, we have to like root ourselves in this energy Mm -hmm. when we're talking about Mm -hmm. all this kind of death and what not that is is going on. But as I said to the young lady today, first of all, I said, look at the shirt that I put on right mm-hmm. now. I turned the phone around the and so that she could see it and read it. I was like, this is your mantra. Right. Mm-hmm. But that said, um, I said, what's happening now <laughs> is not new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This has been going on for quite some time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just like police police brutality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is not it did not just start. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I I said to her from the bottom of my heart. Well, we gonna fix this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We gonna fix this. Okay, mm-hmm. and we are. Mm-hmm.
4: Can yeah. you explain to like some of the listeners that aren't all the way familiar, like what's happening in these experiences with Black women, and when they're when they're going in, or whether they're that, yeah, really, if it's like going into the hospital or they're not being heard. Like, can you talk us through some of those experiences that you've that you personally know?
2: Well, I mean, you you said it pretty much. It's yeah. like going in and not being heard. Um, mm-hmm. We can, talk. and it's and honestly, you know, it it this might be a little controversial, but it's true. It's not just black women, y'all. Yeah, yeah. It's not just maternity care. Yeah, just really listen to what's going on in in, in our medical yeah. system. Our healthcare system is yeah. is crumbling. It's 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 falling apart. It's, um, and you know, that said, <laughs> there's so many great people in this healthcare system. Like, yeah. please, I do not want to throw yeah, yeah. throw those folks out in the trash because mm-hmm. those folks that are really holding it together mm-hmm. um, are really, which make, it, they're really making it possible that not everybody is dying when mm-hmm. they walk into the hospital, no matter what they're going in there for.
4: Do you feel like it's intentional? Do you ever feel like, because they're working in that field, there's like a bit of numbness? because i've had my experience with postpartum with my child with my firstborn piece and she's now eight and let me let me break it down okay so i went into labor with her and there was a woman a nurse that was there a woman and i was like it's painful you know it's uncomfortable it's new it's my first child and she looked at me and was like why do you keep screaming Mm-mm. And I looked and I was like, because I'm having a baby and I had to tell the doctor and I was like, I don't want her in here. I'm like, please just get her out. I just turned into like mama bear, yeah. you know? And so fast forward to me having my child and then going through postpartum. And, postpartum
2: depression. Yeah, yeah, postpartum
4: depression and not really understanding um, what I was really experiencing. You know, I just know that I felt very out of place. And I also think it came with just it's all new. My body's new. My, the hormones are all like, it's just a whole collective of things. So, instead of me going straight to Western medicine, I went to Eastern medicine. And so I have experience of both because I don't, like you're saying, I don't think all Western is just throw it in the trash. I think that there's a lot of very beautiful people Mm -hmm. that are there that care that are not numb. And a lot of them also I noticed have um, roots of like Eastern, which I (laughs) feel like I started to get very lucky. So now when I go into these Western medicine places, such as a Kaiser or something, I always get connected with like, like the right person, you yeah. know? So I do feel like sometimes though in Western medicine, this numbness or like, I don't, right. I don't know what, I don't really know what the word is, but it's almost like um, the compassion and empathy for just like us being humans right. and what we're going through it. They look at it a little bit differently. Right.
3: You it's just know? very so, clinical Yeah. There's no routine. Personal well, care. there's like
2: a, there's a numbness that comes with, um, there's also an a, some, you know, we all have a way to build up our strength to be able to get up and go to work every day. yeah and and becoming numb to things is one of those kind of like trauma responses right. yeah. Survival. And mm-hmm. so there's also, you know, like vi- so much vicarious trauma mm-hmm. in even in you know the work mm. that I do, it's beautiful, right? But mm. you know, I don't want to just like make this a hospital birth thing. But I have right. had more vicarious trauma witnessing certain things in the hospital. Yeah. When I've been there to support person a person because I, I know that it can be a different way and it doesn't have to be like that. So yeah. that's tough. That has fucked me up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, for days mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I'm just like, <clears throat> Yeah.
0: I'm I'm out, y'all. Yeah.
2: And I mean, that the 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 parent may not have experienced it like I experienced right. it. Yeah. Yeah. But that said, um, even if I'm in a setting with my own clients where I have to handle an emergency, which I've had to do, that's part of our job, right? Um, I don't experience the trauma in such a deep way Mm -hmm. because maybe because I'm actively doing, I can do something, I'm doing something to to make it better. Mm -hmm. So even if it's a tough situation, you know, like sometimes we have a tough situation and, and Allegra will be like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm good. (laughs) <laughs> and i will be good, and it's just different. Maybe the powerlessness of just watching something happen—you can't do anything about it. And I think that healthcare people in the healthcare system, you know, they are building that shit up from schooling on. Yeah. It doesn't start when they graduate and now they're practicing as a nurse or a physician. Like they're they're building up that that shell, you know, in order to do what they do. And so yeah, that that's definitely there. And um I think that it's making me emotional. I'm getting a little mm-hmm. shivery. But I, I think that's that's I feel like you're supposed like we're supposed to.
4: Not supposed to, but, but you get what I'm
2: saying? I think it really lends to the fact that the systems are putting all people, human beings, sure. in very vulnerable positions yeah. mm-hmm. and just being like, you just have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. The same as like when people go into the military Mm -hmm. and they go to war and they do crazy, crazy stuff. And what kind of support system do they really have at the end of the day to help them get through that? And at the end of the day, why is it like that? Why is the system like that? Like that's the part that we have to start breaking down. Why is the system set up that you as a provider have to see 60 clients a day? Mm -hmm. Have to have however many births, a month and so now you gotta make it assembly line. Right. And then you have to turn a blind, you know what people do to go through medical school,
4: mm-hmm.
2: I mean the loans they take out, mm-hmm. the sure. month, the things that they owe at the end of the day, just mm-hmm. to be able to practice as a doctor, and you're gonna throw all that away because shit is crazy. You know, it's it's not possible for everyone to just walk away. So I yeah. think a lot of these these yeah. these things, these walls, get built up in people just so because I, they're trying to cope. I think part of it too, right? There's like a lot of conversations to be had,
0: right? There's the the system and like why is it set up this way? But I think as like moms and aunties and sisters and and grandmamas, um, to me, it's like. Finding the empowerment in learning that we have choices and options, right? Like, what do we have control over? Because we can't change the medical system, right? Well, no, like, we solo. I mean, we like, you can. know what I mean? Like, if you're pregnant right now, you, you're you not going to make that change in nine months. You're not going to change the system, right, right? right? But we are able to share ways to have, like, care that made us feel good or safe, yeah. you know, And so to me, like that's part of the importance of having a conversation with you, because frankly, a lot of people don't understand the options that they have yeah like some. I was gonna make a joke about some people we still learning midwifery and uh, but I'm not I'm not trying to give you a hard time as much midwifery as to say as much as to say even the word I'm not, I'm really not Ashley as much as to say even the word is not used enough for yeah. you a woman with four kids yeah, to know it, right. you know
1: not, I, mean? it was like, I just I've never heard anyone say it like that until yeah. you said it I just heard people say midwife anyway yeah, they yeah. didn't use it like as an adjective or anything else you know but what i, mean? I think like the an power
0: ad. is in understanding that we have options, options. yeah and, yeah sure. and
4: the power of knowing that like you have the all of us have the the power to take control of our own individual experiences so i, I feel I'll, like you were really good at that so, well, so all i, of us, I also know.
3: say that to, to because anyone who's listening now, a lot of our listeners are women who do not have children or people who don't have children yet. And I think it's really important that we like create a space right now to differentiate what is the difference between a doula, a midwife, an OB? <laughs> and like, how, what does that mean? Because I, I absolutely, for many regards, just thought, okay, if I want to squat down and have a baby in the forest, I will. And then my birthing experience did not go that way. Then when I got pregnant again, I was like, I am absolutely going to explore my choices. And that's how Mm -hmm. I connected with you. And then I I started looking into birthing centers and interviewing midwives and having these different conversations. And I actually essentially ended up with a wonderful OB. Mm -hmm. I do not regret that experience at all Mm -hmm. that you referred me to, Mm -hmm. which I also think is super important that there's You know, there's often this like big, great divide between what it is more so that there can be a harmonious, you know, the goal is is safe birthing for all people. So, so, so anyone who's listening... Some people don't know. Some people think that doulas deliver babies. Yep. I know I did before I had a doula. Yeah. So just tell us a little bit sure. about that so that the people they understand. Well what I'll their start options with doulas
2: are. because yeah. doulas are getting a lot of like airspace right now, which is mm-hmm. great. And a doula is a non-medical person that supports a birthing person in on their pregnancy journey. So in the postpartum, in the birth, you know, typically in person, physically supporting, um, also in the postpartum. Mm-hmm. And also is there for education for the client, yes. advocacy, which isn't, that's a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. Um, as as doulas of color, as birth workers of color and black folks, we know that we need advocacy in our birthing spaces. And let's just say predominantly dominant culture, white doula organizations have not promoted advocacy um, as, a, as a role of a doula. And mm-hmm. we definitely push back against that as BIPOC birth workers. Mm. Um, So doulas don't do anything medical. So Mm -hmm. hopefully everyone in the world can see this. Doulas don't do anything medical. Doulas don't catch your baby. That's not their role. That's not what they're there. That's not what they signed up for. But their role and what they have signed up for is of huge importance. Incredibly (laughs) important. So good for the birthing person, the family, the, you know, I would say in even your experience, like a doula could have been like the one to say, go and get mm, who would have gone else. and got somebody else yeah. for yeah. you. So you wouldn't have to take that on as a person in labor, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, So doulas, we love them. They're also now um being able to be covered by Medicare, Medi-Cal throughout the country. Oh, and that's, that's, that's just up leveling. Those systems are just being put into place. But that is, that is a, a thing now. And we're all trying to figure out how to get the system to work properly. But it is a thing. Um, also, that's fire. Yeah, it is, right. Fire. I'm like, wait, we all
4: need that, Yeah, nanny. yeah yes. exactly. everybody, everybody gets one of these. Yes. I had
1: a doula after I had uh, Tata, and I had a friend who lost a baby, and I got her a, a doula for like a lost doula. Mm-hmm. Right, that's yeah, awesome. which was amazing. Which is and awesome. just understanding that there doula? are quite a few lost doula. Dude. Yeah, wow, that's doulas. beautiful. Yeah,
0: um, there's, you know, um, there's you know postpartum, there's yep. spectrum,
1: which yep. handles
2: everything like yeah. loss birth. You know, abortion doula. I
3: had a doula for my birth and it was one, it was really, really important. And it was, I was glad because I ended up with the emergency C-section with my son and she, we had developed such a relationship that when I knew it was time to make that decision, because I was resisting the whole time, she looked at me and she said, go get your baby. (laughs) She said, don't. And when I looked at her, I knew she was not going to be the person that was going to Absolutely. Be like, have the seats. Like, so when she looked at me and said, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I felt okay. My birthing assist person that's here with me is giving me the the reassurance that this is what needs to be done. And that's why it was super important
2: for me in that time. Totally. Mm -hmm. That's
4: good. Yeah. Good support.
2: Yeah, that is. Mm -hmm. And then a midwife is someone who is actually a medical person. Mm -hmm. So think outside Mm -hmm. the box when you think medical, because midwives, depending on how how they're licensed, um, are able to do different kind of medical things. So I'm a certified professional midwife and a licensed midwife. And in California, that means that I get to deliver babies, which is, or catch babies, which is like super fun. Um, or more so, I get to watch people deliver babies, <laughs> deliver their babies. Um, I get to take care of people in the prenatal period. And I also take Care of people in the postpartum period. And so I'm trained to know what's normal and to know what's not normal and to kind of triage from there. So some things that are not in normal range, midwives can certainly handle, can certainly treat. And other things um, need a physician. Mm -hmm. And so what I think midwives are really great at. At is, number one, working with normal, low-risk people and keeping them that way mm-hmm. or enhancing their ability to be even more normal and low-risk, right? Like adding value to their health journey and their experience, the pregnancy journey and 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 their health, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it, In the pregnancy, the birth and the postpartum and even um, sometimes prenatally, right? Like, I want to get pregnant. How do I prepare right. myself yeah. for yeah. That, yeah. that? That yeah. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, also... Again, like Mm. figuring out like, hmm, you know, this doesn't seem normal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what I'd like to do is refer you to someone who can give us a better understanding of what's going on and better support you. And, you know, that's something that we do really well because, therefore, we do need physicians. Mm -hmm. We need OBs who are specialized Mm -hmm. in um, OBGYN care and who can do things like surgeries which we don't do I right. mean the m- main surgery that we do as midwives is is stitching a vagina if it needs some stitching mm-hmm. after a birth but other than that mm. we're not we're not doing this. I didn't so, know you guys I-
4: could do that because that's always been uh okay so I make really big babies <laughs> awesome my daughter was eight eleven, and my son was nine ten. so everybody was like are you gonna have a natural birth? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, but I didn't when know. When you say natural, that- you mean unmedicated? Un- unmedicated. Unmedicated, right. okay. Yes. I was like, yeah, no, go ahead. Hit me with that. Hit me in the back. <laughs> hit me with yeah. that. Epidural, cause baby. But they tore me. I, I don't know. I think it's an. Uh, uh, Episiotomy. Yeah. That's their stitch, right? Yeah. No, like the, they're saying Episiotomy the is when, when they, cut, it. Cut. It was when they yeah. cut you. But okay. I think I've heard
2: that they can't cut you anymore. That well, it's like. A, okay. well, or certain hospitals. I don't they, know. Episiotomies were like very big for a period of time but they definitely fell out of favor. Most people aren't cutting episiotomy is what we know. So episiotomy is a cut to widen the vaginal opening, but before the baby comes, let's out. change. Let's, let's yeah. just talk about, yes. let's just, let's yes. just shift it a little <laughs> bit. Let's shift some things a little bit. There's a lot of questions coming and I just want to back up a little bit, I guess. Um, most people, most, what we know is that if a person's skin gives way, in the birthing process when they're pushing their baby out. Even though sometimes it's a little harder to repair if they need repair, meaning stitching, yeah, yeah, it's better on the healing. The mm. healing, it heals better if we're able to just let the skin give way like it's mm-hmm. going to give way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the reasons why episiotomy has fallen out of favor. And also because of um, folks getting educated and realizing like one is maybe more, you know, preferred over the other, tearing preferred over uh, episiotomy in most cases, right? And so they started advocating for themselves mm-hmm. because of people like doulas, because of people who are into birth, who have done the research and are like, hey, the medical system is saying this, but we're all the research is saying this or our experience mm-hmm. is saying this. And so people started speaking up and saying, "I do not do you cut? I don't want you to cut mm-hmm. me. So I'm gonna Child. find another doctor or just, but so all do- that to say, listen, listen, listen. Right. So what I find in physiologic birth, I'm not going to call it natural birth. I'm going to call it physiologic birth, which is basically birthing without any added medications on board or any pain relief necessarily on board. Um, what what I witness and what I think most of us witness is that people tear less.
1: Mm-hmm. I was going to. And say when that. they
2: tear, it's if they do tear, it's it's at such a small degree mm-hmm. that we don't even stitch it because, believe it or not. That, well you probably already know that vaginas are magical right, right. Girls. I mean we all know that right? well, <laughs> I said
4: a child and I know what they mean when they say a pussy is power it, <laughs> is. it I mean, is the way this thing went from a cave back to <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: wait exactly the V did they cut you no, no, no. They can't. At Kaiser, they don't, they don't do it. They don't oh, do it. They okay. yeah, to, you, you can't do, do They'll, They'll only do YouTube. it if oh, it's absolutely. an emergency. This kids is big and this coach is tiny, okay? yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Right. Oh, but that's, yes. that's, you know, <laughs> coach your, your body
2: didn't like get invented in your lifetime. Like yeah. this, this, this body has, this idea of this body has been like worked out over time. Yeah. And we are made to do that, right? to give birth. And so that part of your body is designed for the birthing process. And that's the part where the education comes to play. Like a doula that can help you understand that before your birth is, or your midwife, people who have the time to talk with you about all these things. Like you guys have given me like 10 questions. I'm not going to be able to answer them all, (laughs) but it's the questions like that, that people need to have fleshed out in their pregnancy. You know, all your questions need to be answered and to take it back to, to the the system currently the way it is. There's no time for that. Yeah. Yeah. There's no time. Even if your doctor knows, They ain't got time to talk to you about it. So Mm -hmm. again, I don't want to like vilify the people that are out here really trying to do the good work. It's really what we need to attack is the way the system is set up. And we can change that. Yeah. We can get more vocal. Mm -hmm. You know, every time you have an experience at a healthcare provider or a hospital or midwifery clinic or whatever, you can give feedback. The hospital wants your feedback. Sometimes they're going to pay you for your feedback. Mm -hmm. All of us can make a change. All of Mm -hmm. us, if you have a voice, if you had a bad experience, you had a good experience, use your voice to help make change. Use your voice to call your insurance company and say no. No like the way you have this set up is is not working. Mm. Yeah. Um we all have to get more vocal cuz that's the only way change gets made. Yeah. Otherwise, I, uh. we're just we're really slaves to the system. I have a question. Thing too. So,
1: do you feel what do midwives give epidurals? That was my first question.
2: <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm glad you can I can I answer that. Yeah, I want to. Midwives you if a midwife many. works in the hospital, a certified nurse midwife mm-hmm. works in the hospital most of the time, but they can work out of the hospital right. as well. It's their choice. It's their, you know, it depends. Um, absolutely. They can give epidurals. Okay. I didn't know that. But what I want to say is this is so, I'm so glad you asked that because people often think like, I don't want to do an out of hospital birth because right. I can't get that pain relief. Right. And you were talking about that. Yes. But I just want to <laughs> say this. I've also had my biggest baby was almost nine pounds mm-hmm. and my babies have been from six to almost nine pounds. It so really doesn't have to do with the size. Really, It really has things that can influence your birth is the position that your baby's yeah. in before birth. Also, whether or not you have pain relief, there's no judgment. I think pain relief is great when you need it. You want it is going to help things along pain relief, meaning epidurals. I've, help my clients get to the hospital to get an epidural because of however their labor was progressing, I knew that this was going to help them. Help them actually have a vaginal birth, right? So I have no judgment about epidurals. epidurals. But what I will say is that Sometimes when you're pushing on an epidural, you can't, you don't have that feedback loop mm, from yep. sensations in your body yep. to actually work with it and know how to kind of protect your tissues. So therefore, sometimes I, I have seen, and I have heard, I don't have a study on this, that there are more, there are deeper tears when someone is pushing with pain relief because they can't, control that, it. that, 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 That sensation, Mm. those sensations that you're feeling are giving you the knowledge of how to push, how hard to push, what, what is too much. What you like imagine mm-hmm. if you had like a giant poop you gotta make Girl, I and you go, got that on, on your butt <laughs> I'm like I'm so immature I'm like you know when like you gotta do
1: that it's just like too big you like oh hold on you're right. right. gonna end up right. tearing the booty hole a little right. bit exactly no, but I had all it's four very of my similar. children yeah. unme- I had all four of my children unmedicated and I remember every that, I don't know why that was like my biggest fear like I didn't want to poop while I was giving birth but a lot like, of people have that fear I, it was so random but then I was like every time that I gave birth it felt like I was pooping I never pooped poop but I was like am I pooping they're like no every time you, baby's I say every time you asked every time I would ask yeah. Okay, so because gonna I'm getting that's what she was thinking the, about yes baby. that's what I was thinking because the pressure is so baby? intense well the pressure I just want you, so you to intense. know that
2: that is the normal sensation it's uh, yeah. not just you right but when you think about your rectum and your vagina <laughs> they kind of live next door to each other right and so <laughs> you think about it like Nate that's again like go back to how we were made right like literally we're so beautifully made if you never read a book you know, a million years ago, was there a book on what's going to feel like when you push in? No. No. (laughs) But it was like, okay, well, (laughs) what... What we do every day, if we're lucky, is poop. Right. <laughs> That's our If we're lucky. Just I talk, we you. just talked about this. Gonna Start taking your fiber and I your green pills. You gotta pee every day. Where did every grandma pee come from today? <laughs> yeah. she, she comes day. in and out. You've activating me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with you now. <laughs> but that said, when you you know that sensation. But you don't give birth every day, right? No. Yeah. But you, you know that sensation. Yeah. And when that baby is moving down in your pelvis and moves down in To your vagina, yeah, from the from the inside part, that pressure that you feel feels exactly like pooping, and that helps us know how to get our babies. Yeah, for sure. So, so it's all good. It's all good. But what I wanted to say is, (laughs) one people something that people don't understand when they're if they're not going to, like epidural is not the only form of pain relief. Right. That's yeah. what I want to say. Yeah, That what I think if you have to be confined to a bed and some places mm-hmm. as ridiculous as that Ooh. is, are still confining women. And like, you have to be, you have to lay down. No, you can't get so out of bed. That's BS. But if you're confined, hell yeah. Give me an epidural because what really what, what physiologic birth is intense for you to do is Mm -hmm. to be moving around right Right. is to be moving around in all different types of positions and that isn't necessarily um promoted yeah um in the hospital isn't necessarily you know a lot of times you're going to have to be very strong to say this is what i want and also you're going to likely need good advocacy with your support people that are helping you do that it's a whole thing i mean a a lot of times i think psychologically when you open the door to a hospital birth room, the focal point is the bed. The bed, yeah, right? the bed. Think about it. And then big old lights, <laughs> right? And it's and I was just I was just thinking like in our in our birth center, you know, like yes, we have beds in our birth room, but the but there's this big ass tub, tub over there. Yeah, there's these there's birthing stools, there's birthing balls, there's a a, a fabric that hangs so from the hang, ceiling yep. where you can hang, you can pull. Like the there's a living room area that you could There's a garden. I mean, like that it's not giving you, you're going to be in that bed. It's yeah. giving you like, look at all these different things you can try out. And also like props for hydrotherapy, which is just water. Mm-hmm. I mean, if half the women at the hospital could just really use the shower or really use the tub that they try to act like they going to let you use, but they discourage you from using once you get in there. Every time. You'll <laughs> you you you'll be fine. The And I mean, I, I'm talking a little bit in absolutes and everyone is different. Yeah. So yeah. this is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone's story is different. So don't take it that way. But when I see a physiologic birthing process, what I see is the early labor or the signs of labor, the early labor, and then it gets, then it gets intense, active labor, and then it gets more intense right before you push it out. You start to, f- that's how I was going to say. When push baby the most, is probably and so, to push. But, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so what, and, and at the end of the day, is it even pain? Well, honey, yes, it was. (laughs) Do you think that pain is the best word to describe what you, the sensations you felt? I'm going to tell you why, because I did not
1: have an epidural, but I went 42 weeks with all of my children and they, because I had my children at hospitals, were like, you can't go past 42 weeks. And so they made me get induced and they gave me Pitocin. So I had all four of my children with Pitocin and no epidural. So I- you a rock whistle. star. You pain. are a rock star. Yeah, oh, they hell. start going. Boom, I like pain boom. a little bit, but <laughs> clearly, it's it was to say I like pain a little bit <laughs> with, a, with a with a wink. Winked.
3: Yeah, <laughs> That's crazy. I yeah. no, but also it makes
1: me feel alive. I yes. also had this aversion to being numb because I felt like. That doesn't make me feel... I also have control. Like I want to be in control. So feeling pain makes me feel like I'm in control because it makes me feel like I'm alive and I'm experiencing it. And there was something very weird to me about being numb where I was like, that's just not an option for me because it just made me feel like that is supposed to hurt a little bit or I want to know that it hurts. For me. Yes, I totally I want to be clear. You. For me, I, I totally felt like it's, it should hurt a little bit. Also, my mom had all four of her children without medication. So she was very like, you won't have them babies. You don't need that <laughs> stuff. You're fine. You know what I mean? So, but to be fair, my sister got an epidural and she didn't want to get one at first. And it was painful for her. So my mom was like, do what you need to do. Right. For, but she knew, she knows me. Right. And she was like, Ashley, you will be fine.
2: Right. And it well, hurt. <laughs> well, what I want to say is that imagine if when you it was hurting, we just, you just got in a big old tub of warm water. That's what I was going to say.
1: So I asked my doctor if I could, I didn't know better the first time, right? Well, my mom kept telling me, but you know how when you're a kid and you, well, I was 24, but I didn't listen to my mom and I should have, and she was like, you don't have to lay, she's like, that's not natural. Like, you don't have to lay like that. And I was like, that's what the doctor said. You know, like I'm thinking right. my mom doesn't know more than the doctor knows, which is like a miss. Like this is, yeah, yeah, misconception that we have in all areas of life, right? Like that we think that doctors know everything and they don't. So I'm like, well, mom, the doctor, like, this is what they said. I have to lay like this and push my legs up. She was like, well, that's probably why it hurts because that's not natural. That's not gravity. So the first time, Mm -hmm. and then obviously I learned more and more after that. And I was like, okay, I don't want to lay like this. But I remember with my last daughter, I was like, okay, I went in like, I'm not laying back. I'm not doing that. I already know how it feels, but she ended up flipping, um, Like literally, I think I was like at four centimeters and she just flipped. So she was... Um, upside down So they were like "Well, We need to make sure That she's not breached So we need to turn her So they gave me Pitocin And made me lay on my side With like this pillow thing Between my leg To force her To turn during the contractions But I couldn't move So I'm literally like Biting a hole Into the mattress Because yeah. I was like In excruciating pain Because she's flipping Inside of me <clears throat> on a, You know what I mean well, So these things So I ended up having her In a position That I didn't want to Because they they were so adamant about, and I have friends whose children were breached and they ended up having C-section. So then again, what, I didn't. They thought she was breached. They said she flipped all the way around. Mm-hmm. Again, right? When, and that's what I was gonna tell you too. Kim is Kim Girl, is giving the, the virtual side eye. No, when so you know, you, when yeah. that's why no, I was gonna say that's why it's so important, I feel. If you don't, even if you don't have a midwife for every woman to have access to a doula, because what happens is even the strongest mind, I feel like for me, I am not a wavered type of person. I'm very strong in my beliefs and Mm -hmm. like, you're not going to tell me what to do Mm -hmm. when you're giving birth to your baby. I feel like you become the most vulnerable you've ever been in your entire life. Mm -hmm. And so things that you know might not be right or things that don't feel intuitive, intuitively right to you. When you have doctors in front of you telling you like, looking at machines and telling you stuff and checking you, you listen to them. You know what I mean? Sometimes you don't feel confident to be like I don't think that's right blah 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 if it's just you or your husband and you don't have like a, another medical professional there saying like hey here's another option you're going to listen to your doctor because you want your baby to come out healthy or safely you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I, I think
0: that brings home like the point of of why for me this conversation is important mm-hmm. because there is so much vulnerability right Right. and like you were saying or at least the way it was worded was like you know if you don't have like another medical professional there like or or a doula, right? <laughs> like, like I'm yeah. hoping that we can have these conversations to help people understand that like you have options. Right, period. Right. You can Google stuff, you can listen to the Mama's Den and then Google stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? You need to be following Kim and Allegra and Kindred Space LA on Instagram. You know what I mean? And you know, shameless plug slash thank you to Kim for like being greatly a part of like everything that I know and understand about birth but like we on blacklove.com have tons of articles on like the differences between midwife doula, yes. OB, what kinds of doulas are right. there like we have tried so hard yeah. to like really just put that information out there in addition to like a lot of other sources um, and uh, Black Maternal Health Week yes. Yes. which yes. takes place every year in mm-hmm. April mm-hmm. and so there's tons of resources but I feel like as a community like we're not talking enough we, we complain a lot mm-hmm. right and we we talk about the fear yes. but we don't always talk about the solutions right. and the and the ways in which we can support each other right um so i just like i hope that we if nothing else we're like leaving people with that yeah um because that to me is like where the values and in the sisterhood of it all oh. right? right like just like backstory a little bit
2: yeah um <laughs> I, I like how she summed that up. Well, <laughs> yeah. because so I'm like, this home. is I want people to feel that's why hope. she's in the chair. But also, oh. <laughs> yeah, and I just want I want you to say the back, I just want to say that there's everything that you're saying, Cody, and everyone that's going through this process mm-hmm. deserves and needs support. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't look yeah. like just one type no. of support. Mm-hmm. No. Everyone's situation is different. But again, to your point, there are so many options. Mm-hmm. And 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 honestly, if you just find a doula. Yeah. They'll help you figure out your options. So maybe the first thing is find a doula. Doulas will also help you figure out like good care providers, whether you're going with a midwife or a physician or in hospital or out of hospital. I mean, that's really what they're there for. And, and they can help give you like a concierge experience. I keep saying Mm -hmm. concierge experience when it relates to how we at Kindred Space really treat and, and care for pregnant folks Mm -hmm. because at, not because because i I think I know that bringing another human life into the world with everything that's gonna shift. mean, you talked about postpartum depression, that's a whole nother subject. Yeah, yeah. anxiety, all right. the things, um, you know, support that we need, you know, it just bringing another human life into the world is isn't it like the most, like we're in the world yeah. as the human beings. It's the thing. most precious, precious thing. Man. It changes everything. Yep. everything. So why shouldn't every pregnant person have a concierge experience mm. in getting from point A to point B and and, and beyond, beyond. Yeah. Yeah. and beyond? Because we're not even, we're talking about mood challenges disorders mental health mm-hmm. in the postpartum but there's even so much more than that there's yeah. even just the physical health yeah. in the postpartum right, right? Yeah. and then what how else this system that we're in in the United States doesn't support us once we're parents right we're talking about we need medical cal pay for a nanny how right. do all of these systems that we have to navigate because at the end of the day we have to remember that it wasn't designed for it wasn't designed as in a in a place. For, to be a place of empowerment, the, all these yeah. systems yeah. For, for women or yeah. people who identify as women or parents.
0: Mm-hmm. This is
2: a man's world, right. that's it, white man's world. That's how it was designed. So everything that needs to change, you best believe we're going to have to change it. Mm-hmm. Right. We can't yeah. wait for nobody else to do mm-hmm. this, y'all. And if it' not in our lifetime, which I think we will change a tremendous amount of things in our lifetime, like at least for our kids, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Wait, one more thing before we go. You said that doulas are now covered by Medicaid, Medicare, right? Medicaid, medi You know, I guess it's different. I think that's important because I had different experiences with my first child. I was 24 and I was using CareSource insurance, which in Ohio, I don't know if that's everywhere, but it's basically like government insurance, right? right. Like I wasn't on my husband's insurance and I had a horrible experience and knowing how you birth when you have government-assisted insurance versus your own personal insurance sometimes is completely different. So I think that also affects a lot of, especially young black women who feel like, Oh, I just have to get what's given to me. And it's not covered to have someone advocate for me and to have that help. So making sure that we, you know, figure out a way to equally share those resources beyond this episode for women who birthed, I've had two different experiences of birthing, like one with money and one without, and it is very, very very different, different. very different.
2: Yeah. I mean, when you think about that's a whole, a whole nother topic, but you're absolutely right. Right. Um, I think also to your point that if anyone out there is listening and they feel like they're that person Mm -hmm. that has, you know, the least favorable insurance policy and maybe no money in their pocket or whatever the case may be, I just want you to know, like, honestly, like, don't give up. There are so many people out here that are really wanting to give you support. I have people contacting me all the time who are like, I want to be a free doula for somebody. Mm. I want to be there to support somebody who doesn't have money. Even if, let's say, a program that supports free doulas, like we have in L.A., we have the the Department of Health actually has a program for free doulas through the AIM program.
3: Mm.
2: Um, So black women can get a doula through the the county Mm -hmm. for free. And that doula is paid pretty darn well. Um, I will say that I just found out yesterday that they're at capacity Mm -hmm. for this year. The doulas are, they have all the clients they can take right now. So that said, um, regardless of any programs, there are people out there that really want to help that are, Mm -hmm. that, that got your back. Um, You know, we, we have social media, we have the internet, Right. right. Do your research, do not, feel discouraged like mm-hmm. you deserve the best it's not about how much money you have in right. your pocket right you are worthy because you're here yes mm. and 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 just remember that and keep looking you're going to find the support you need, mm-hmm. I love yeah, that. and um, honestly,
0: do the research before you need it. And that's not like everyone can't do that, but like if you're listening and you think you want to have a child, or right. you know somebody who might want to have a child, yes, right? Like, give it a Google. You know what I mean? <laughs> give like, it a Google. Free so, <laughs> do yes. Like, you will find something. You will right. find there's grants. There's all kinds of programs, um, but like doing the research now before yes. you need it yeah. yes. helps you like when you do need it feel better Yes, mm-hmm. you true. know Probably feel more empowered yeah. 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 yeah, you were going to yeah. say something and I cut you off is Ooh, it over girl, that was like a long time ago <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome to the mama's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, bam, we can, we can do home. that well That's I funny. do want to I just want to say one last thing about the pain relief though can I?
4: yes of course mm-hmm. I just want
2: to say this for real though Two things I want to say when I'm working with my clients and they're getting closer to their due time and they're like, oh, I've committed. I've paid the money. Mm -hmm. I'm having it out of hospital birth. A lot of times as they get closer, they're like, I'm afraid of the pain. Right. Mm -hmm. So one, I want to say that pain is not a good word to describe the sensations that we feel in labor and childbirth, because in the English language, we only have this one word to describe every different type Mm -hmm. of pain. Mm -hmm. And I've had a horrible toothache needing a root canal. And I'd rather give birth any day than have that. (laughs) That's (laughs) fair. You know what I'm saying? That's true. And the other thing is that the sensations that we have in our body when we're, when we're birthing are really a guide for how to, again, how to move the body. The baby's Mm. trying to, you know, move and we're trying to move and we're working together. And when people are, have a knowledge of the process of birth, of labor and birth, you know, whatever it is, it could be a cesarean, right? Mm -hmm. That, if you have the knowledge of what's going to happen and how is this baby going to come out? How are you going to help me get this baby out? It's going to help you be more relaxed, less stressed, less worried, which therefore is also going to reduce the pain sensations, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're tense and worried, everything feels more mm-hmm. painful. But if you have an understanding of the process and you can lean into it, you can use your support systems that mm-hmm. you have around you, um, what happens in, in in birth and what Beautifully happens in physiologic birth is that you release a lot of oxytocin so same, hormone, yeah. which is the hormone that gets you contracting. It's also the hormone of orgasm, right? Mm-hmm. So you said you like pain, a little bit of pain, a little bit of pain, and a lot but of sex. With, with a Pain and wink. pleasure walk very closely together. <laughs> yeah. And I think we have to change oh, the messaging so around birth because a lot of it is, a lot of what we say about birth. It, it leads to people feeling more tense about and birth. Scary. Like, yeah. are we Word. talking enough Word. about how, okay. how amazing it that experience Yeah, works. no, yeah. And it definitely is amazing you know what
1: I mean? too. I should have said that. It is. It's no, but scary, you, but it's, it also is temporary. I think that's too, for it's me, temporary. I'm like, this is only going to last for this little bit of time because right. like you said, it hurts the most or it's the
2: most intense right. and then it's time to push yeah. and then it's right. literally over. But that's, that's why I have four kids. Right.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Going back. And waiting exactly. <laughs> but that
2: said, when, when, when those folks that are in my practice are like, I'm really nervous about the pain. I also get to say like, you know, there's so many things you can do. Right. right. Like, you can walk, you can be massaged, you can have counter, you know, someone giving you counter pressure, you can be in the water, you can do all those things. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, my clients who have like successfully, I guess is the word, or have like achieved their goal of having an out-of-hospital birth with no meds, as they're going through the process, they're literally not complaining. They're not like having contractions like, oh, yeah, this is too bad. I got to go to the hospital. They're not. Yeah. They're, they're managing just beautifully. And as they get to the hardest part, which some of us think is the hardest part, you know, depending on your feelings about it, which could be pushing, you know, that point where you start to, the baby gets low and you feel like you have to bear down, you have to bring them out, you know, there tends to be more vocalizations then, there tends to be, but when we're supporting birth physiologically what it looks like is your loved ones are closer your midwife is closer your your you are the center of attention the focus is on you your comfort is all that matters we're fanning you we're pouring warm water over you we're praying over you mm-hmm. we're singing you have the music you whatever you want and and really that sense of safety that sense of trust allows birth and folks to let go and let it happen. Mm-hmm. And so to be in a space where there's trust, where the oxytocin that's flowing from your body is, is also flowing in our bodies and we're just kind of in a cloud of love hormone, you know, then then can you really call it pain in right. that moment? At, at that point it's the process that your body needs to get the baby out. And right. um, so for a lot of people, that's where we can have like so much ecstasy in it. And we don't talk enough about the ecstasy mm-hmm. of it and, and the, the release and the joy and the, you know, climbing Mount Everest and getting to the top and then, you know, like sliding down mm-hmm. back the other side. Yeah. And, and I think um we have to, again, like this T-shirt says, right? Ba- black birthing joy is our birthright. We have to kind of center a lot of that. in. And even though we're talking about things that are so difficult and so dark and all the the bad stuff that's happening, we have to let people know that there is hope and that birth is not a tragedy. Birth is not meant to be a tragedy. Birth is not a death sentence for Black women or people right. of color. Um, and it doesn't need to be. It doesn't have to be. We can change that. And, and we have to kind of do it all together. Right.
1: That's a good note to end on.
2: Word. Mm-hmm. Word. Okay. Ashe. And, Ashe. And that's Ashe. the Ashe. grandmama's dick.
1: Uh uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs>